In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Numbers chapter 15, verses 37 through 41, where I'll ask the question, should I follow my heart? Numbers 15, verses 37 through 41 says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel and tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and to put a cord of blue on the tassel of each corner. And it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them, not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all the commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. The conventional wisdom that is spouted ever so frequently today is this, follow your heart. Do the thing that makes you happy. Do that which will bring you the most joy. And boy, what a shallow and ill-advised piece of advice that is so popular these days. If you ask somebody just on the street, should I follow my heart? Of course, they're going to say yes. Do whatever it is that brings you the most happiness, the most joy. Do that. Well, that just isn't reasonable. It's just not realistic, and it's the opposite of what the Lord told the people of Israel to do. He tells them, instead of following your own heart, you need to follow his commands. So here are three thoughts from Numbers chapter 15, verses 37 through 41, answering the question, should I follow my heart? Thought number one, God's commands. The Lord tells the people of Israel that they are to sew tassels on the corners of their clothing. So that way, whenever they are going out and about, as they're wearing their clothes, they'll see these tassels. And these tassels are supposed to be a reminder to them that they are to obey the commands of God. That no matter where it is that they're going, no matter what it is that they're doing, that there is a rule that is established over them that is greater than anything that they might desire personally in the moment. And that rule that is over and above them is God's law that he has articulated to the people of Israel. God has given his command to them for how they are to live, and he expects them to follow it. Well, today, thousands of years later, and within a different religious system, if you're a Christian like me, you understand that it might not be a requirement for me to wear these tassels on my clothing, but I am still required to understand that God's commands are binding upon me. I don't get a pass with regards to holiness, and I am not a law unto myself. Thought number two, your own heart. God tells Moses that the people's heart, the people's eyes, they are always going after something. And the people of Israel are always going to be chasing after the thing that their heart desires or the thing that their eye sees. They're constantly going to be distracted from God's commands to those things that they think are going to make them happy or think that are going to be beneficial for them in some way. They're constantly going to go after them. They're going to whore after them meaning that they're going to desire them for their own selfish pleasure. And this is what your heart does. Your heart continually brings forth temptations before you. The heart is wicked above all things. Oh my goodness, isn't that a terrible thing to say? I mean, it's, I mean, it's the Bible. But 
we need to recognize that simply chasing after our own individual or familial pleasure or joy is not what's pleasing to God. What's pleasing to God is obedience to his commands. So that way you can understand what it is to be godly, what it is to be holy, by recognizing that God's commands for his people are a means of establishing within their minds what is good and right and pure. Your own heart won't do that. Thought number three, the Lord your God. Why is it that God gets to say what we ought to do? Why is it that God gets to give us or the people of Israel all of these commands and then demand that they follow them? Here's the reason. He is the Lord, their God. He is the one who brought them up out of slavery from Egypt. And here's the deal. If you are a believer in Christ, he is the one who has brought you up out of slavery to sin. So yes, he does have something to say about what you are and are not able to do because he has bought you with a price. Because we are all freed slaves in Jesus Christ, there are standards that are given to us. There are standards that are placed before us to help us to realize the difference between us and God, between the creator and the creation. We have to recognize that God's commands, they're not burdensome, but they are a joy, they are a pleasure. But ever so often, if we allow ourselves to get distracted, we neglect or forget or dismiss that God's commands are a joy for us to follow and instead view them as a drudgery. Well, I hope that as we've been reading through the text of Scripture together, that you have seen over and over again that the Lord's ways are joy, that God's commands are a pleasure to live under, and that our own hearts are constantly luring us into that which is evil and unholy and destructive. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Numbers chapters 13 through 16. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.